Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Donna and Steve show on My Talk 1071. Everything Entertainment. Steve is out. Miss Shannon is in. Good morning. Good morning, Miss Valentine. Nice to hang out with you. I know. I feel like it's been so long. It has been. It has been. And so we, have we a lot will of catch catching up, up yes. to do. Mm-hmm. Yes, for sure. We've got three hours to do. So right. thank you, Brother Rob, for filling in for Don McLean. We appreciate yeah. that. It's it's that time of year, you know, when everybody's juggling. Who's, right. Who's working? Who's not working? Bradley might be doing the morning show, and right. then I might be doing the Colleen and Bradley show. It's just all over the place. But right little now, amazing it's just presence a- for your eardrum throughout the day. That's how it is. I'm exactly. Like, oh, another voice in a different place. That's fun. Try mm-hmm. to keep you on your toes. Right. Uh, you came at a good day because today is Tuesday, and that means we take your confessions. That ah. comes up at eleven thirty today. We just want to know what's an area of life you're mailing in because <laughs> of the pandemic. I have so many. Can't wait to get to them. It's our Facebook question. You can email the show at Donna and Steve show at mytalk1071.com or you could wait until 1130 and then just give us a call or hit us up on social media. So, boy, this is feeling it's just starting to get to me the whole pandemic and the lockdown and or I shouldn't say lockdown, but, hmm. you know, limited access to normal society gotcha it's just starting to get to you you had a yeah. good run there donna like, yeah it's been getting to some a, people a long time so, i know mm-hmm. and i especially feel bad for younger people right you know if i were in my 30s or mm-hmm. if i were in my 20s i'd be having a really hard time with this right now because right. it was all about going out and being social and hooking up with your your friends and going to concerts and right. movies and and i'm just perfectly fine with being home <laughs> gives me an instant excuse you know, to say no. Weren't you kind um, of one of those social intro, uh, social introverts anyway, where you kind of are an introvert, but you can go out. It just takes a lot of energy. Yes. You a, yeah. You're not a full on extrovert like I am, where you're like, where's all the people? So, right. Yeah, I get I, that. I used to be. Mm-hmm. And so that brings me to my question. How are, are you doing oh, with this? I am fine now. Uh, back to your conversation about it's just starting to hit you. It hit me in like April and May where I had those oh, moments really? where I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I'm like constantly sad. And I had to work through that. So now yeah. I'm OK because I figured out how I navigate where we are right now and what well, is and important you- to me. You are also somebody who, you know, uh, you've got a, a business where mm-hmm. you uh, perform. Yes. And I think it's got to be hard for people who are used to having a live audience. You know, now there's so many limitations on that. How have you been coping in that way? Well, that's the other reason why I'm kind of okay is that we've been in this particular framework long enough that now 
we've figured out how do we have safe venues, what shows are kind of appropriate, and we kind of have a direction that we can take because there's guidelines now. And so you can go, well, I'm going to work within these guidelines. So when it first started, a lot of things all just shut down for me without knowing whether they were going to come back, when they were going to come back, if they were going to come back, what they were going to look like. So right. now, and that's lost income as right. well. Oh, yeah. And so now it's to the point that some things have pivoted to virtual shows. So I know that I can do those from home and still do a point of them, or do still be a part of them. Or now we're actually, you know, I just got some information this morning where they're going to be a, a female-driven comedy festival uh, that's going to be coming up. It's a day-long, or a, a day-long event that they're going to have over at the State Fairgrounds coming up in September. And so I just got the information on that. And because now we know, well, here's how we would handle it with social distancing. Here's, you know, you know, we're the company that's putting it on is very conscious, uh, a very conscientious company in general. So it's like, okay, well, how many people would we like to have there? How will we set it up so that there's safety guidelines that are in place for everybody, the performers and the uh, the people that are coming? And so now we know we can do that, at least for the time being. And that okay. has been, that's been helpful. So I'm excited to do those kind of things. Okay, cool. Because I'm I'm thinking I I could see comedy outdoors, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. is or does that kind of change the vibe also? Because you know I it's, it's not the same as being in a theater. Oh gosh, it's a different vibe. A but a lot of us had done those kind of festivals before anyway, so you were used to being on a stage out there, so you can sure. adapt. The thing that's been the hardest change is that. Now we're doing some shows where maybe the performers are all in one place, but the audience is all on Zoom and all virtual. That's been a really difficult adjustment, I think, for a lot of performers. You know, I... I, you know, that's one of those things where I'm like super excited that I had a, a TV and radio background because I'm used to just saying a joke and presuming it was funny and not getting any feedback. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all like, I'm sure they're cracking up out there in their cars. Uh, and, <laughs> and that's kind of what you have to be ready to do when right. it's a different feel when you have the audience and you have 300 people right in front of you. Right, because um, so, you feed off of that energy. Exactly, and it kind of dictates the way you perform sometimes. And so it's it, it's been a learning experience, and I think we've had a little time to settle into it. And and some people are faring very well at it, and some people are not. Just like when we're watching all of our favorite um, hosts that then started doing their shows from home, and some people got good at it really quick, and some you're like, right. ooh, I can't wait till you're back in a studio. You know, totally. you could just tell that, that it was way outside of a lot of people's comfort zones. Right. You know, I have to say, even watching a little bit of the uh, Democratic convention Mm -hmm. uh, last night, um, Amy Klobuchar came on. Did you see any of this? No, no, not yet. So she came on and made a joke. And I was like, all right, I'm out. I have secondhand (laughs) embarrassment. I have to go to bed. Um, She made a joke about the post office and said something to the effect of um, President Trump, you're Mm going to need the post office for that change of address. Oh, gosh. Card. Because you're going to be gone in January. And I was like, that's a hard hard put joke anyway. And so, (laughs) and I, I, hey, you know, Amy, she's always been nice to me when I've run into her at like charity events and things. Sure. She's never funny, though. She's never funny. And I'm sure they wrote that that joke for her. And that takes timing. And she is not the queen of that. You know, she's very, I'm glad that she does whatever she does for the community. But she is not a comedian at all. I know. Yeah. And I never know. are. And that's why I think it's interesting watching people who are already doing uh, something that's outside of their comfort zone. Because we know that tell, getting up there and telling jokes and doing all these things and performing, even if we go into music performers and those things, it's it's it takes a certain amount of, 
a, per, a particular style of courage or, you know, yes. or insanity to do these kind of right. things. So or fake courage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and so when in doubt, act crazy. Right. You know, and it works. <laughs> it works. I've made a career out of it, Donna. You know that. So it all works. Out. I know mm-hmm. that. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm so glad that you are here today. We have so much to talk about um, when we come back on the Donna and Steve show. Minus Steve today. Um, I'm going to have some things that made me go, huh? Hmm. I have an interesting fact about trampolines that I would like to discuss, and I would like to discuss their appeal when we come right back on My Talk 1071. Good morning. Welcome back. You're listening to the Donna and Steve show on My Talk 1071. Everything Entertainment Steve is out. Miss Shannon is in. Good morning. Hello, hello, everyone. And Brother Rob is filling in for Don McLean. Thank you, Rob. Hello. <laughs> Rob, you be a little more enthusiastic. You okay. can't see him, Brother but he Rob. actually looks incredibly enthusiastic. <laughs> and I don't want to get into fashion. I know we're going to talk about that later, but he, that's a good look for you, Rob. Thank that you. whole, yeah, you, you look good today. I would take some Did pictures of you. Did you change your glasses? No, his glasses are the same, but they really fall in line with like, he's got this, you know, really crisp white, you know, button up on and like, it's a good look for him. He uh, should take you some know, pictures. It's, it's one of wow, those, that's impressive. one of those untuck it shirts. You know, oh, oh yeah, 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 it looks good. Yeah, it, yeah, he's That's got a good look. That's impressive mm-hmm. since he's been up since 2 o'clock in the morning. Exactly, thank you. <laughs> wow. Thanks for putting in the effort, Rob. I'm so glad that this is radio. <laughs> oh, gosh, I had to get up 15 minutes earlier so I could sh- iron this darn thing. Well done. Well oh, my done. God, he ironed Yeah, too. you can tell. You can tell. Mm-hmm. Wow. So what do you got, Donna? What, have you were uh, talking about trampolines? Yes. Okay. First of all, okay, so this is just... Uh, this I is have just one, a, just so you know. So I want to know whether okay. you're going to tell me that everything about it is bad. No, not at all. <laughs> okay. Just, well, I do have questions, though. Sure. Mm-hmm. First of all, trampolines yes. were originally trademarked uh, as a brand name. Okay. The generic term, you know, it's just like Band-Aid, right. bandage. Okay. But everyone calls a Band-Aid, a Kleenex, right. yada, yada. It was actually called a rebound tumbler, but <laughs> that trampoline, wasn't very catchy at all. No, no, not at all. <laughs> uh, so trampoline eventually became, you know, a, a you know generalized term, right? Just like uh, aspirin, mm-hmm. Kleenex. You get the idea, right? Here is my question: What is the appeal of trampolines? Ah, so you're not a bouncy type person? I think that that seems pretty easy. You either enjoy that bouncing feeling. Or you don't. Okay, so it's not so much that. It's mm-hmm. just, it seems dangerous, for one, well, even yeah. with the things around it, <laughs> even the little cage or the netting around the net. it. Mm-hmm. Seems a little dangerous, and not to be offensive, hmm. but it's a little bit of an eyesore. Oh, well, I don't care if you don't like it. It's in my backyard. So that's fine. Um, that, that that hadn't even occurred to me. People don't like to look at it. You kind of think so. It doesn't bother me. But Well, I'm you know, just thinking of my own yard. You know, like, uh, do I want to look back there and go, okay, well, there's Well, that's because you don't like it. I don't mind looking out my, my, from when you look, the window that you can see it from is out my um, kid's window. 
And so I don't mind looking out there. I actually feel a sense of mom accomplishment seeing it because I know okay, he likes good. it. And good. I don't mind using it. It actually is a very good form of exercise. And I it talk is. myself that I will go bounce on it. And I have a girlfriend. She has one that she got for her kids, of course. And then now they're teenagers. They don't use it. She uses it more than they do. She'll just wow. go outside and bounce the heck out of it. And so, okay. but you're all right. I get it. There's lots of reasons why it's dangerous. Like they asked me about it when I got my homeowner's insurance. They ask you, do you have a trampoline? And so okay. you have to keep in mind that you do. And, and I've had conversations with like the neighbor kids. Like I had some kids that were playing back there one day without me. I'm like, oh, no, no, you can't be back here without an adult. Because right. you're right. Because that's the last thing I need is somebody. And, and, and knock Breaking on wood. Breaking their and, arm. And thank goodness nobody has ever gotten hurt on ours. But I know that that is something that could happen. So I'm like, you guys can't play back here without a, you know, a grown up around. You well, know, it's so. like a pool, too. Exactly. You don't want kids inside in, in a pool without you know some kind of right there needs to be some sort of supervision exactly yeah yeah even if they're technically good at it you want to make sure that there's somebody back there so it's one of those things that i you know i thought about it because you know my because i have a duplex and so the other tenant wanted one because she had kids too and so we're like yeah it made sense for us you know there's only so many things to do now I'm super glad that I have it because we don't always want to go to the playground because germs and, and viruses. True. And so true. go in the backyard. At least I made you a little romper room back there. Go jump. Cause, <laughs> yeah, go, okay. go jump to your heart's content. So I, what are I your actually other concerns? Have- I actually, well, that's it. That's it. Okay. It was mostly the danger. I'd be like, oh, God, I'm just well, so afraid I'm going to be making a trip to the ER. You are quite danger adverse. I understand that about you, Donna. I get it. <laughs> I'm like, you are probably like, you would I'm come careful, over. careful, Carol. Right. You would come over to my backyard and just go, oh, my gosh, how do you live with all this danger so close to where you sleep? I'm sure that it, you would find it quite, quite distracting having all the yeah, danger I just, that I have. You know, I'm getting ready well, to... It, I'm I'm deciding that I'm going to be a fire pit family because I think my kid wants it wants one. Oh, so that's, that's another good. thing. I'm more worried about that, you know, because I'm like, well, where really? do I put it and how do I get it far enough away from the house and set it up? All right. Because right. I'm more concerned about having many fires around my house right. than having this thing you can jump on. Well, you know what people do in my neighborhood? They burn their fires in their driveway. OK, that's a good idea. They, they, they that, don't do like it in the backyard. Idea. I like that idea. I could do that. I have a big enough driveway. That's a good well, idea. And then I it would feel much people. better. Yeah. Yeah, because like yeah, then you know you could be 30 feet away from the your structure exactly. and all that craziness. Anyway. Good idea. Um, I actually have a friend who, um, she bounces on her trampoline every morning in her bedroom. <laughs> oh, she has a mini so trampoline? She, she has a mini trampoline and just to like get her, you know, body loosened up. Um, she, she does that. I almost bought one every time I see one. And now they have one, they, they have ones where you can like attach your sports bands to them and all those things. I thought about getting one, but I really don't have the space for it. So I had to be very particular. And so, but I almost was like, well, is that what I choose to fill our space with? And then right. I was like, and I, I, it was one of those things like I collect different, you know, because I do like working out at home and I collect things thinking I'm going to use it all the time and then don't. I'm like, and that one I had to be really honest with myself. I'm like, you are not going to do that. Although you thought you would. Like I was like, I well, this, my son would like it, you know, and I was like, no, he won't. He, he, no. he liked it when he was little. He won't do it now. Right. And we've all done that. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, 
Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. With the exercise bike, mm-hmm. the treadmill, you start off real hot, right? Yeah. And then like, Four, five, six months into it, it's where you start throwing your yeah. clothes. I still use you know? my bike. What I don't use is I bought, um, oh, I don't remember. It's called like a wave maker or something. Like you stand on it. It's, you plug it in and you stand on it and it shakes you basically and then you can do your your it's a platform and then you can do like your squats and your knee bends and all these things oh, that's cool. on it. so it's supposed to actually accelerate your workouts when you do it so i bought this thing thinking okay it'll be great and my kid will like it i call it the shake your guts machine neither of us use it now <laughs> like he used it for whatever like a you do <laughs> do not put a mirror in front of oh it. see i should have <laughs> oh my god i'd be, be like that would be no. I, that should be my new Instagram TV series is me just trying to do stuff <laughs> on this while I talk like doing poetry or something while I'm on this shake your guts oh thing. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm gonna work it. on that this afternoon when I get home. I'll send you. All right, I'll send good. you one, and then you can say, "Should I do that more?" I'll send it to you first okay. for approval. All right, that sounds like a plan. <laughs> okay. Please do. Um, uh, another fun fact for everybody while we're talking brands: uh, when Dorito is long, are you a Dorito person? Not anymore, but my son is a giant fan still. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, when they launched in 1966 they were just plain corn tortilla chips okay the nacho cheese powder was not added until 1972 so thank you 1972 (laughs) for that um our orangey fingers applaud you yes i know right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. did you guys do cheese doodles around here in these parts i don't know because i didn't grow up here either so i know where you i i mean where are you from like Arizona. We had them in Arizona. Arizona. Yeah, so we had them in Arizona. We had cheese cheese doodles. <laughs> I can't find cheese doodles anywhere. That might be. We maybe have cheese it's a re- puffs. It's a re- isn't a regional thing. That could very well. They had be. a different texture. I like those. They're a little crunchy. I know they yeah. were light. <laughs> yeah, I and like they kind of curled a little right. bit, but not too much. Right. <laughs> oh my god. We need more Steve snacks. Would, <laughs> Steve would be very impressed that I'm talking about junk food right now. Oh really? Do you not normally junk food? I don't normally junk food, but mm. I'm aware of it. Okay. You know, it lives in your because, world. All right. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. I'm aware. So that concludes your fun facts for today and things that make you go, huh? Mm. When we come back, um, oh, this is going to be fun. Reese Witherspoon is producing an interesting reality competition I want to tell you about. And then you're going to tell us about uh, two stars who are going to bring back a classic movie comedy. Right. We'll tell you about that and more coming up next on My Talk 1071. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Steve is out. Miss Shannon is in. Hello. Good morning to you. Thank you for joining us. You'll be with me tomorrow as well. So I'm very excited about yes, that. Yes, it's going to be a fun week. 
It really mm-hmm. is. And then Steve is back Thursday for a day, and then he's out again. Right. <laughs> so we'll go into so, the weekend together. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Perfect. Um, I don't know if you were a fan of Big Little Lies. Have you I seen wasn't. that one? I wasn't. Did you watch Little Fires Everywhere? No. <laughs> no. Okay, let's try this one. Um, the Morning Show. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, though. That's okay, because everybody I'm, else was watching it. I'm bad at adulting those shows. I know that I should watch them, and I enjoy listening to you talk about them. So <laughs> I know that they're on the list of, you might like this, but you know I'm bad about a particular style of adult programming. Like, gotcha. Yeah, I but should that's okay. watch them, you know. You can talk that to me about Umbrella fun. Academy and a bunch of other stuff that is not as quality or different quality. <laughs> those Ooh, I know. Well, we can talk about I that. I would like to talk about those. Yeah. But first, let mm-hmm. me tell you this. So Reese Witherspoon, she co-founded a production company, I don't know, it, like in 2014, 15 or 6, somewhere around there. Which that I do applaud because that was part of the reason why she made the highest paid uh, actress lists aloft and there's a lot of it was not only from the shows that she did but because of her production company and having control over exactly mm-hmm. so the production company is called hello sunshine and it did produce those shows that i mentioned mm-hmm. she also produced you know and she's a co-founder of of this company right gone girl legally blonde three hot pursuit all sorts of uh really quality uh, movies, TV shows, and what they do is it, we're talking. These are women's stories only, right. so they're solely women-based stories, and usually produced by, directed by, starring uh, a good number of women. Right uh, now, she's doing something quite different, mm-hmm. and she is going to be producing a country music. Um, reality competition series. Okay. And this is going to be for Apple Plus, uh, Apple TV Plus. Okay. And so she posted on Instagram, real cute, it's her holding a guitar. She looks very enthusiastic. I like it. Mm -hmm. I wonder if she plays a guitar. She doesn't look like she does. The picture does not look, the picture picture does not look like someone who plays it. If somebody goes, look, they handed me this. Like, I feel like she decided that that was a country music icon, that particular variety of guitar. Right. And she took a great picture. It looks fantastic. I think that she, uh, if you look at this picture, Donna, and it's her holding a guitar, there's a bench behind her. What I feel like is that, you know, she knows (laughs) as much about playing that guitar as she knows about actually carving and whittling the bench that is sitting behind her. Maybe I'm wrong. We'll see in the. We'll see. We pop up in the show, and she'll show me wrong, and all of a sudden sit down on a stool and just get to strumming. I'll be like, "Oh my goodness, Reese, you are a Renaissance uh, woman." Because she does well, do a lot of stuff. Maybe, maybe she can. She didn't play June Carter Cash right? in Walk the Line, so I don't know if she learned how to play a little bit of the guitar for that. But anyway, uh, she says it's not looking like I'll ever fulfill my childhood dreams of becoming Dolly Parton, but right. this might be the next big or best thing. She said, I'm beyond excited to share that Hello Sunshine is partnering with Apple Mm -hmm. to bring its very first competition series called My Kind of Country. And they're searching for extraordinary country music talent. Now, she grew up in Nashville, of course, which is Music City. Yes. And so country music has been a huge part of her life. She says as long as she can remember. 
The history of songwriting and recording, the artistry of matching lyrics and chords, the true expression of what's happening to humanity right now, not to mention uh, the dazzling performance. She just, this is really long pose. Right. <laughs> that she's just fattening up with these like fun, exciting, enticing words. And cool and- emojis. Yeah. So Exactly. And she said there are so many uh, talented people whose voices are being heard right now, but there are so many more who have different experiences and stories that still need to be told in this genre. Okay. So she doesn't exactly, you know, she details that, but without detailing what the show is going to be like. We so just know she says, it's a competition show. It's a competition show. It sounds like she wants it to be different. And she says um, they're inspired by all artists who continue to blaze bold new trails. And our hope is to discover musicians who are revolutionizing country music and amplifying amplifying their voices. So, so you know what I feel? I see that as, as code for. I think that okay, they're going to be, you know, and you and you and I both have music backgrounds, and I know that you lived in this yes. this particular genre deeper than I do. I think that this is code words for we think it's cool that artists like Lil Nas X exists and those other things, and people that yes. are doing all these crossovers, and the fact that even artists like Snoop Dogg were were, were making country albums. I think they're going to yes. intentionally, and I don't think it's going to all be this, but I think those are all code words for do not be surprised if you see people from the Black Indigenous pe- uh, people of color community on this. Right. Or some yes. person who looks like, we'll use Billie Eilish as an excuse, uh, as an example, not an excuse, an example. Somebody that looks like Billie Eilish pop up on this country show because it's still, you can still be a fan. Like, you know, I'm, you know, I, you know, and especially as partials because the part of the country I grew up in, you know, I am a fan of a lot of the uh, country albums. I do lean a little more, we'll call new school country versus old school country. Like, I don't go mm-hmm. old school mm-hmm. twangy. You know, other than like a Dolly Parton song here and there. But I do like having all of this um, ability to, um, I I mean, I liked the storylines a lot of times. And the fact that it was very story driven when you would, the Mm -hmm. way they crafted those songs. Yes. And you know for that right now, a lot of um, EDM, like, you know, a, a lot of dance music songs have a country feel to them. Yes. Yeah. So I think you'll get a lot of that. That's what I think. We'll get a lot of those stories. Well, that will bring me to uh, somebody I want to discuss with you coming up at 10 o'clock because there is an artist who is a persona all his own. <laughs> he happens to be um, he happens to be gay and mm-hmm. he came from the punk world. Yeah. And he's now uh, really making a mark in country music. So uh, we'll have to talk about him coming up. I'm wondering if it's Fine. that kind of artist. But I'm kind of looking yes. forward to it. Did you ever watch... Um, NBC Songland? No, no, I didn't. Oh, you that would was, love it. I wasn't that. I feel like it was like a mid-season replacement or something. Like by the time I heard about it, it was almost over or something, and I yeah, didn't go back and watch it. Yeah, you're exactly. Mm-hmm. They it would come in the summer, and to me, it is the best of all the music competitions because it shows you the crafting of a song. So right. these songwriters would come out, they'd sing their song. And then what would happen was three producers who were on the panel right. um, would be chosen to work with each competitor. Wow. And then they would show what they could do with the song. And then the song would be pitched to one particular artist per week. So Ooh. there would be like, let's say Sia. Mm-hmm. You know, Sia might be somebody who's there for the writing portion of it. Right. But you, your 
goal is to try to get Sia to record your song. And it was just so well done. And it shows you the behind the scenes and how they tweak the song and how it grows from just this little seedling to this blossoming flower. It's just, it's such a great show. And I wish we could get more of that anyway. Right. I digress. Mm -hmm. Uh, Reese Witherspoon is producing a country music reality competition. Good for her. It'll probably be good because she doesn't do things that... I feel like she's very particular, so there'll at least yes. be an interesting storyline if she's going to do it. So, I agree. Do you want to talk totally my interesting storyline, and I'll tell you why I'm kind of on board with this, but I'm not sure. Absolutely. Okay, so are you a fan of the 1987 John Hughes movie, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles? Yes. Okay, I think a lot of people are. We all remember, you know, a lot of us grew up, and that was one of those things that we super watched, and we all thought it was amazing and funny, and, and, and rest in peace, John Candy. Now... Two really big Hollywood stars are going to be in a remake of it. Now, the two big Hollywood stars that are going to be in the new version, no more Steve Martin, no John Candy, Will Smith and Kevin Hart. I love it. Yeah, I think I do, too. I think I do. (laughs) I think I love it. The remake is going to be penned by this really cool um, uh, uh, writer. Aisha Carr is going to make it. They're going to put all of their star power behind it. And I want to see Kevin Hart's been living in in comedy land forever. Like he very rarely dips out. Will Smith, Mm -hmm. we know, does everything. I think that this will be good to see Will Smith in a pure, fun comedy again for a while and i think that'll be cool. i think so too and i think that kevin hart's one of the people that can play alongside a will smith and that it'll feel equal because will smith is so will smithy he overpowers everybody just showing up sometimes and you can't yeah you can't yeah. see him as a character anymore you just like see will smith <laughs> right doing right like, every character he is is just pretty much what i think will smith acts like in those scenarios i don't feel like they he does characters anymore um, right. You know, I, and so I'm excited about this. I'm, I think it, it I think it's guaranteed funny. Like they, I can't think of any way they could make that not funny. <laughs> I think it's going to be great. Right. I think it's a perfect casting call. Agreed. I I also think that Kevin Hart has mm-hmm. he's really expanded and become a little more versi- versatile Agreed. because I saw him in that movie um gosh, our boss hates when we do this, but he was in a movie where he worked for a guy who was uh, the paraplegic. Disabled. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. I That's thought a that good was, movie. He did such a good job in that movie. That's actually a very good movie, and a lot of people didn't see it because it came out about the same time. Like it went straight to DVD because it came out the same time we were going through all the controversy when he was like getting kicked off of award shows yes. and hosting because things that he did in the past popped up. But you're right; it is a really good movie, um, and and he really, yeah, he really showed that he has some acting chops mm-hmm. just outside of just being you know, goofy. Right. Agreed. Agreed. And I'm going to look that one up because I actually have the DVD at home and it's out of my brain as well. So I'm sure that, you know, uh, the upside. Got yes. It. And that is the a upside. Fan- Brian Cranston. I agree. Everybody should watch that one. It's a good, it's a good feel. Feel good. good. Movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It really, really is. It's just, uh, it was heartwarming. Right. If you will. Well, we get to All look right. forward to that as well. So that should be coming out. They're going to hopefully, depending on how things work, start filming that next year. Okay, Mm -hmm. very good. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, When we come back on the Donna and Steve show, um, okay, so I just came across something this morning that I thought was so cute. (laughs) I want it. 
I don't even watch the show that it's based on, but it is adorable. So I've got that in If You See Something, Say Something. I mm-hmm. saw that. I'm going to say something. And also, uh, a kid who gets a toy stuck up his nose for two <laughs> years. Oh, no. We'll discuss that, too, coming up next. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. Donna Valentine, Steve Patterson, he's out for a couple of days. We are lucky to have Miss Shannon filling in. Good morning. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello, Twin Cities. Yes, yes. And oh, excuse me, mm-hmm. bigger name on the other line. <laughs> <Just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why my phone is randomly ringing. <laughs> You're very important. Very important. Telemarketer, trust me. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, I don't know if you're familiar with this segment, but we call it If You See Something, Say Something. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. (laughs) Okay, I don't. I don't know if you played with little people when you were a kid. I You're did. younger than I. I oh, only barely. I did, and um, so did my and my son plays with them. Or You're did kidding. did he did? Oh, that's so nice. So we still have a couple of them around the house. I didn't know they were still making them. I don't know if it's if 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 I thought it was play school, but I think it's Fisher Fisher Price. Price. Mm-hmm. So they're continuing to create these collectibles. Um, they just announced a new Little People set. Yes. And this one is for The Office. <laughs> they are and adorable. And it is so cute. And they've d- got four of your favorite characters. They've got Michael Scott, uh, Dwight Schrute. Uh, they've got Jim. They've got Pam. Yes. And it's like... They're adorable. They will all be... Um, they're in a nice collector's box. Right. They're like two and a half inches tall. <laughs> I just, I loved these when I was a kid. Right. You, okay. So I, cause I, I am a collector of things, you know that. So there are yep. things like this that I intentionally will not allow myself to start collecting because <laughs> you will never stop. Like I happen yep. to collect these things called pop figures, which yeah. are kind of, yeah. So I have enough of them that I had to, like like figure out a way to limit what ones I would keep buying because they will take over your house and they are so yep. cute and it's neat to have them look at you. Like I just ordered and I got them yesterday some shelves to put up on a particular wall to display them better because they've taken over a corner of my living room. And so, okay. so I have questions about. Yes. So are you buying these collector's items for resale value no. or for your own personal enjoyment? I just like, I, I enjoy looking like look at, at them. them. Yes. Yes. So I'm not, uh, okay. I have a particular pop figure dealer actually in ways that I actually see wow. on occasion. At sh- and so Holly will ping me and say, I got this thing. Do you want it? And so, you know, it's nice to have somebody help you narrow it down. And some of them take up a lot of room. And so that's why I've had to like be very intentional about it. And I have friends Girl. like I have a friend that has like his whole basement has been taken over by the ones because he's in the wrestling. So he probably has like 300 of them. And I probably okay. I, have so I will many. tell you a story. What? So I and I and I know. Well, I'll just <laughs> tell you the story. So <laughs> I had um, a live in uh, boyfriend yes. at one time who collected Simpsons memorabilia. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. 
I understand what take over the basement means yeah. because the I had an entire room in my basement just with cutouts of Homer Simpson, <laughs> right. things in original packaging, everything yep. down to miniature staplers. To, right. And I was just like, you got to get this crap out of here or sell it. And he said, um, no, I'm breaking up with you. I'm sure. Like, well, we did break up <laughs> yeah. and then he ended up with another girlfriend and now it's all in her basement. Right. But that's, <laughs> there was actually a story that came out um, about a month ago. Where there was actually like some guy put up a post and I believe it was on Reddit where he was talking about how much money he spent on um, his particular hobby. And I believe it was also pop figurines. And he was talking about how much he spent. And he was on, I think he said like $500 a month on this particular habit. And she told him, basically, it's stop that or I'm out. And he was like, well, then go. And, you know, because he was doing it before they got together. And I think that's interesting, you know, where... I could see, you know, any habit or anything once it gets to an addiction might be problematic on your relationship. But I also do, you know, as I get older, I am a lot more entrenched in I like what I like and I have mm-hmm. no patience for people telling me that I shouldn't like these things and I shouldn't have well, them around. So I think I think it's also it, think of it as um, you're you have a cat. Yep. Right. Yeah. You start dating a guy who is anti-cat or allergic to cats and is like, hey, it's either the cat or me. Well, peace out. Dude. Right. See you exactly. later. Right. This so this was you, here before. And it let, right. my pop figures love me unconditionally. They don't care right. if I snore or. <laughs> right. And it's a passion. Yes. You know, you can't take away someone's passion. Right. I totally, I totally get it. I love those figurines. I think they're adorable. And, they and make I'm so just, many and there's feelings. so many fandoms that you can be part of. And I just had to finally just go, okay, I'm going to make them. My mom was like, well, you should put up the shelves like a border around the, the, the living room. And I said, no, because I don't want them staring at me. I don't want them to turn into creepy dolls. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm going to give Which them. Which can happen. Here. Right. You know, kind of thing. Uh-huh. I don't want to imbue them with any particular start of power if them staring at me and then I have to worry about whether I'm offending them or not. So I'm going to give them a place of honor <laughs> and put up these shelves appropriately over near. I think they're going to have to go because the other thing I collect is swords. So I'm going to put them over on the sword wall. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. So I'm going to put are them over there. Are they on your wall? Yes. Yes. The swords are already on the wall. I'm going to redo that. I'm. That's my project that I'm working on. And I know we're going to talk about projects later. I'm redoing my yep. home office uh which i now am spending a lot more time in so i have to rearrange it and make it more functional when before it was just full of interesting things (laughs) kind of willy got it so i'm gonna work on that excellent well um in other toy news uh did you hear about this kid i think he's from australia or new zealand Mm -hmm. or somewhere um he stuck a i the reason i bring up the lego thing in relation to this is because i have a family member who collects lego and i have a best friend one of my best friends does as well yeah Mm -hmm. really oh okay well be careful with the kids around because uh this kid got a lego stuck up his nose two years ago he was only five yep doctors couldn't find it earlier this month he blew his nose it popped out he just did an interview the other day and admitted he shoved it up there on purpose and that's, we have a clip. That's the thing. How did you get Lego stuck up your nose? I did it by purpose. Were you a bit worried when it didn't come out? Um, I was frightened and <laughs> surprised. It was almost two years. And could you feel it up there? It was itchy. Samia, so, do you still play with Lego? Uh, no, not that much. <laughs> 
Those things will kill you, I right. swear. And I, I have a good uh, uh, stuck something up his nose story about my son oh, that God. I need to tell you, but I can't I, I can't get it done in the amount of time we have. So okay. remind me. We'll okay, talk about it later. It. It's perfect. And I, I think would... it's a very relatable story for a lot of parents out there. Because even if you think your kid is not a stick a thing up their nose kid, you may be incorrect. It happens more <laughs> often than you think. Curiosity yeah. is can be an overpowering thing. And it's a tactile you know? thing. They're like, well, I wonder what this would feel like. Sometimes they're just sniffing it too aggressively. And then it's up there and you're like, oh, my goodness, how am I going to get this back out? And, you know, I oh think that God. you like my mom had told me a story about one of my neighbor kid friends when we that she pulled something out of their nose. It happened to be a red hot candy, which does <laughs> not do well. And so I'm like, well, I don't have that kid. Turns out I have that kid. That you have something that up kid. Listen, nose. I have an adult friend who is in her late 30s yep. who got a piece of lettuce stuck up her nose lettuce. accidentally. And then she got a nasal infection. Of course. A sinus infection. And then eventually it came out when she like sneezed or something. <laughs> oh, no. Or like coughed. Yep. It came out through her mouth. It was just so weird. Yeah. You're like, it's That's all how... connected. Exactly. That's what they thought was going to happen with the Lego. And it did not. It took two years for it to come back out. <laughs> Poor kid. Poor kid. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> That's got a thing, and it itches. Right. Oh, oh thing. my gosh. Anyway, when we come back, um, Rob's going to have a dirt alert for us, and also we're going to talk some music news. Um, remember how Shania Twain lost uh, some years of of singing because of a condition? Well, it's not what she initially was. Uh, it's not what she was initially told it was. I'll tell you what it was coming up. If you love to travel, you love cool experiences, I think you're going to love Viator. If you haven't heard, Viator is the world's leading travel experience marketplace. They've got everything from simple tours to extreme adventures, all the cool and interesting stuff in between as well. Well, this year, my wife and kids are making one of my bucket list trips come true. We're going to Sun Valley. So we're going to fly to Sun Valley, and I tell you, the thought of bringing skis, poles, boots, snowboards, everything overwhelming. But that's where Viator came in. They made this incredibly easy. I just opened the Viator app, searched Sun Valley, and boom, Viator arranges a first-class experience, custom ski, snowboard, and boot fittings and tickets delivered right to the condo. It's pretty amazing. Experiences are what we love most about travel. They create these long-lasting moments and make memories that will last a lifetime. Just download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking. One app, over 300,000 experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. 